The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 cash and $250 gift card to the winner. Enter exclusively today on the SGPN app. Howdy, howdy, Generinos, and welcome to another episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 243. And boy, what a struggle it's been to get this episode into your ear holes. I'm assuming you're if you're hearing this now, it means we we succeeded. But let me tell you, it's been fun. It has been fun. I am one of your hosts here, Jeff Chalksbox. Uh, we're gonna dedicate this episode to one of our new fans, perhaps. He did listen to the last episode because he made fun of how I, I uh, mispronounced the word. It would be Sharky. Um who swims around in our sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord channel, um, likes to change his name a lot. Um, I think he's Narwhal now, but anyhow, he's always an aquatic animal, usually swimming around in the NHL channel. Make sure you get in the SGPN uh, Discord. It's a lot to find, but we're not going to talk about any more of that. We're going to tell We're going to hopefully speak to each other. Are you still there? I'm still, I'm still here, I think. Okay, okay good. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing the intro then. Um, yeah, we're having <laughs> we're having lots of fun with technology today and not being able to hear each other. But like I said, if you're hearing this now, then that means we succeeded. So uh, we're here to give you the seven fight breakdown, uh, the seven fight prelim breakdown, UFC fight night. Lewis versus Spivak, which is going down this Saturday from the UFC Apex. Tomorrow we'll be back in your ears uh, with the main card, five card main card. Pretty solid fight card, especially if you're fight nerds like we we are and if you're degens that like to gamble on it which i'm sure whoever listening is so let's bring in the co-host once again we'll officially introduce him now um he's he was called a legend by someone on this fight card uh it's one and only <laughs> gumby reeland daniel reeland gumby god whatever your name is hi are, are you are you pleased to still be hearing my voice is that like the I best am. part of the show today yeah it is oh boy it's so great to hear your voice it's only <laughs> and- in one ear but i i will survive and I'm my also, right ear is Gumby Free. I'm also recording. I'm also recording live from a Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you guys are getting the uh, the full dedication experience. Yes, we are here. Look at. Uh, actually, I don't know if I don't think I said this on one of the ones that we recorded, but we were efforting, as they say in the business world, to get this into your ears. An expression I hate, but that's I'm a real expression. Business. Yeah, Efratine. You haven't heard that before? No, I don't work in the business world. That's true. I, I got no clue what you're And neither about. do I anymore. Maybe maybe my wife told me that. My wife, I'm not sure. Perhaps. Um, but we <laughs> should probably Borat just Borat reference just thrown It in. was a Borat <laughs> reference. How that's how up to date I am. We should probably just ram this down people in people's ear holes as fast as we can before uh, another gang fight breaks out or or we have more te- technological problems. Yeah, yeah. We should we should probably get into it. Good fight card though. Yeah, it's a great um, fight card. Yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of like sleeper guys on there too that I think uh, that I, I'm excited to see what they look like the second time around. And I, it was, I, I listened. Okay, I have to admit, I do listen to another MMA podcast called the Top Turtle MMA Podcast because the one host sounds like he's super hot. 
uh, so I like to listen to it. I bet he's got dreamy eyes. But anyhow, uh, he's uh, he gave me some things to think about. And so some of my picks have changed. Well, I, I didn't really make official picks yet. I hadn't written the article yet on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But he gave me some things to think about. So uh, I wonder if you'll have the same opinion as he does. I, I, I have a feeling I think that that guy's pretty smart. I, I, that's what I hear. I hear he's very persuasive, too. I was, uh, the, the boys in the chat tell me he's very persuasive. So whatever that means, we'll, uh, we'll just leave, leave that line there. So um, UFC fight night, as I said, Lewis versus Spivak, a.k.a. UFC Vegas 65, you'll see it called uh, in other places. Uh, this Saturday, UFC Apex in Enterprise, Nevada, uh, not Las Vegas. The prelims are going down at 1 p.m. Eastern. So we got another early one, 1 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Plus. Main card, 4 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Plus. And we're kicking things off with a women's flyweight belt, Natalia Silva versus Teresa Bleda. Uh, I will tell you about Bleda first. Nickname is Ronda. What a catchy nickname, eh? Yeah, I do think it's inspired by Ronda Rousey, too. It is felt like hers. It's her, yeah. it's her spelling of Ronda, yeah. Uh, and she is a grappler. So, uh, Bleda, 6-0, two knockouts, two submissions. This will be her debut in the big UFC show. She was 1-0 on the Contender Series, was a regional champion. She's five inches taller than Silva, six inches reach on her, four years younger. Uh, her striking uh, differential, meaning number of strikes she put out versus number of strikes she got put on her uh, in her Contender Series fight, uh, was in the positive plus 2.73 so she thoroughly outstruck her opponent because basically she took her down and ground out a win uh plus 150 is the number on her on the board in terms of gambling silva 13 5 and 1 three knockouts seven submissions she's been knocked out once submitted twice one and in the ufc that's part of a seven fight winning streak she's not lost in almost five years now december 2017 was her last loss she was a jungle fight champion before used to fight down at straw weight um, based off of their one fight each, she's almost two times more active landing strikes than Blada, 1.9 to be exact. She outstruck her first UFC opponent by 4.33 strikes per minute. That was Jasmine Jasudavicius. Uh, grappling stats are in her favor as well, but we're talking about a small sample size for the two ladies. Minus 180, and I'm a gentleman, so I will let Mr. Vreeland go first. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Natalia Silva here. I, uh, you know, originally the size was about to scare me away, and then I remembered... She was quite a bit smaller than Jasmine Jesudavicius, too. Yep. And I, I remember me and you being high on Jesudavicius going into that fight, yes. right? Like, I, I'm pretty yep. sure we both had her in our recommended plays even that week. Um, and she got absolutely slaughtered by Natalia Silva. And not just slaughtered in the striking range, uh, which she was badly slaughtered. Natalia Silva, very sharp with the feet. Um, but also, like, she just got every single one of her takedown stuffed. She looked like she had never defended it or, you know, never scored a takedown before in her life. And we know that not to be true about Jesuda Vicius. When you compare that with Blada, Blada is, you know, again, another big woman uh, and one who relied on that physicality on Contender Series so much so that she's one of the three or four people who won on Contender Series who didn't get contracts. Now, she wound up getting a contract anyway after the fact, but like Dana White was not impressed because she just grappled her way. So if she can't grapple Natalia Silva, I, I think Silva is going to cruise pretty easily here. Yeah, I've, uh, like I said, tough pick, but I am actually going with the underdog. This Things are straight. Whoa, maybe, look yeah, at that. Maybe It hasn't been going so well for me, though. I, I can't hit a dog for a, if my life depended on it, which you shouldn't hit dogs. So that's a good thing. But anyhow, I'm taking Blade at plus 150. Um, the size obviously is a huge thing. Uh, I'm big on the huge size. Um, and she's shown that she can really grapple and she's extremely tough. 
on the mat. So I think this is going to break down to a, hopefully a grappler versus grappler matchup, in which case I think she can win it. Um, plus the the resumes are also um, um, I'm big on Blade's resume compared to Silva's. Silva has fought well, she fought Mahina Hadhigas years ago, but but she did lose to her. But recently, she hasn't fought anyone too great other than Jasuji Vichy as well. Blade has fought some pretty tough competition over her career. So anyhow, I'm going for the dog, and we shall see how it plays out. Okay, uh, we'll move on to the male side of things. Bantamweights, Brady Highstand, who was on that Top Turtle MMA podcast I just told you about, uh, interviewed by the hot guy, versus Fernie Garcia. Uh, i tell you about Mr. Garcia first. 10-2, and two, one knockout, three submissions. He's 0-1 in the UFC, 1-0 on the Contender Series. Used to fight at featherweight, swap weight class. Over his two fights, so the UFC fight and the Contender Series fight, he was, was outstruck by 1.34 strikes per minute. He's at plus 130. High stand, whose nickname is Bam Bam. Who that hot guy? Okay, fine. The hot guy is Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Uh, <laughs> he found out the uh, the origin of the nickname Bam Bam. It's it's from the cartoon, as most of you uh, would probably guess. He's what the third the third Bam Bam in the UFC. At least three different ones, least, right? Yeah, Tuivasa Tui and Barbarena are in there yep. too. Yep. So hopefully he can make a name for himself uh, as big as those other two Bam Bams. Uh, he is five and two. He being high stand. Is it he stand or high stand? It's he stand. He stand. He's five and two, two knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Oh, one in the UFC. He's not fought since August of 2021. I know why. Thanks to that podcast. He got his ACL fixed. Finally, that was destroyed for years, right? That's correct. Yes, he was. He's been, he was fighting on a torn ACL for what? At least a couple of years. Yeah, she, he, said, he said from before the ultimate fighter. So yeah. he felt something in his knee, thought it was bad. Uh, but was in the process of already signing up to try out for the Ultimate Fighter, got picked, and was like, I'm just going to do it, uh, and made it to the finals, which is incredible. Yep. All right. Um, what else do I have to tell you? But yes, he did make the finals to Tafi. He went 2-0, and then he lost to someone coming up in a couple fights. Um, we'll t- tell you about that person in a moment. Uh, used to fight at up two weight classes, lightweight and up one weight class, featherweight. Got an inch of height, four inches of reach, seven years younger than Garcia. He's one and a half times more active landing strikes. However, he has been outstruck over his, well, his one UFC fight. Um, Ricky Tercios is the fighter in question. Outstruck him by 2.27 strikes per minute in their fight, in the tough final. Grappling stats are better than Garcia, minus 155. Now I'm going going back to my chalky ways. I will be taking he's high stand, he stand, high stand. He stand, you said. Like, not she stand, he stand. Um Bigger, younger, you know, I'm big on picking bigger and younger fighters, and he's definitely that, and he's the superior grappler. So give me he stand, please. Oh, and at, he has a, he has a good ACL now too. So, well, look at this situation where uh, you're taking the bigger grappler, and I'm gonna take the faster, sharper striker. Um, really, you're taking Garcia. I'm gonna go with Fernie Garcia here for wow. for a lot of different reasons too. First of all, I, I think his grappling is wildly underrated already. Um, if you go back to a lot of his regional level fights, he actually won like three or four in a row by rear naked choke. Uh, he, he is a really adept grappler. We have not seen that from him yet because he's chosen to kind of just like let his hands go on both contender series and his UFC debut in his UFC debut. He, he kind of got outmatched in that way, which was weird by journey Newsom. But I, I kind of am writing that off as like ring rust and just not being himself um, because he knocked out Joshua Weems before that, who has also since then made it to the UFC. 
Um, and not only has he made it to the UFC since then, he had a couple of really nice wins in between fighting Garcia and making it to the UFC, including tapping out Mo Miller, who I know we've talked about multiple times on this podcast. So I personally think he's probably got a massive striking advantage. And I think he's got enough grappling defense that he's going to force Brady to strike with him. And, and from what we've seen of Brady on the show and losing to Ricky Tercios, he he's not going to have the striking advantage over very many bantamweights in the UFC yet. So like, if he can't get that wrestling going, I think Fernie Garcia is going to roll. Oh, really? All right. I have a new favorite website. Everyone should check out that I'm using for research. Just actually Google the guy's name. It'll probably be the easiest way to find it. Nate Latshaw, L-A-T-S-H-A-W. Have you heard of that guy, Nate? Uh, Mystery of Vreeland? I have not. No. And yeah, he has um, really good statistical comparisons of fighters. Um, basically, top of the top of the uh, website, hit tell, tell the tape. And there's drop-down menus. You can. Uh, he's got all the upcoming fights loaded in there, and you can basically compare everything that uh, fighters have done in their careers against. Um, and you can compare it against who they're going up against. Uh, you were saying about Fernie Garcia. Ninety-five percent of his time he has spent striking that distance so far. Um, so he's he's not has not been grappling, as you said. Five percent of his time he he's been uh, he's been spending grappling. So you're expecting that to kind of get flipped on the head here. You think he's going to grapple a bit? Well, I think some of those those details come from his time in the UFC and on Contender Series, which is just yeah. not, you know, like, yeah, that, it that's all include, it is. It's true. Yeah, it doesn't include things like, you know, he, he fought for XFO, I believe it was, and he fought for a, a couple of other, like, decent local promotions. And I think, like, if you count those and you go back and look at those fights, he used to be the type of fighter who leaned on his wrestling. Not to mention, you definitely don't see anybody come out of that gym uh, without like some real wrestling abilities, right? Like yep. with the exception of uh, Uriah Hall, everybody out of Fortis MMA ever has always been able to stuff a takedown. So yep. I, I give some stock to that as well. Yep. Uh, never a bad thing to, to uh, put your chips in all in on Fortis MMA. So, all right, we're, we're differing once again, two fights are all, we are differing. One thing we're not differing on is our love of WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. The list seems to be getting longer and longer every time we do this ad. They are expanding those WinBet people. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 or win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we shall move on. Will we differ here? I have a feeling we won't because I, I, I did hear Gumby talk on the Top Turtle podcast about this fight. Women's strawweight, Vanessa Demopoulos versus Maria Oliveira. Um, like I said, this is a strawweight fight, and we're going to tell you about Demopolis first. Lil Monster, Vanessa Demopolopolopolopolis, Snuffleupagus. Sadly, she was not on Top Turtle this week. Um, she's maybe you can get her after she wins this fight. Yeah, maybe. I, I know you love you love <laughs> Vanessa Demopolis. You do too. She's she's a fun interview. 
she is a she's a feisty interview, if nothing she's else. A feisty yeah, for sure. It's true. All right. Uh, she's eight and four, one knockout, four submissions, two and one in the UFC. Uh, however, she's won two straight fights after dropping her debut. She was the LFA champ before this. She also used to fight at flyweight. 0-1-1 on the Contender Series. She's been outstruck over her three UFC fights by actually four, including the Contender Series, by 1.01 strikes per minute, plus 100 even money on her. Oliveira, Spider Girl, Spider Girl, does whatever a Spider Girl can. Doesn't rhyme, so maybe she should get a new nickname. But anyhow, her nickname is Spider Girl. 13 and five, seven knockouts, one submission, but knocked out once, submitted twice. One and one in the UFC. She did win her last fight. Uh, after dropping her debut, she also went 0-1 on the Contender Series. She was a regional champion. Four inches of height, 10 inches of reach, plus eight years younger than Demopolis. She's one and a half times more active landing strikes. She's been outstruck over her three fights. So we have stats for by almost a strike a minute, so almost the same as Demopolis. Minus 0.97 to be exact. Minus 120 is the number on Oliveira. Go ahead. I'm going to take Maria or uh, Vanessa Demopoulos in this one. Um, I, I originally had been leaning Maria Oliveira, but I, I just have to say, like, in her debut, I, I mean, like, I saw a lot of holes in her game. And one of the bigger ones being that just, like, I, I think if this winds up a grappling match, she's screwed. Um, and if you look back at, at people who have beaten her, it's people who could beat her on the ground, Right, like um, Tabitha Ricci took her down pretty much at will. If you want to go back to her time in Rising, she lost to Kana Asakara, who armbarred her and is like pretty sharp on the ground. Like people who can take her down beat her up pretty badly. And the problem is, is she's fighting Vanessa Demopoulos, and Vanessa Demopoulos might not be the best wrestler in the world. In fact, she's not the best wrestler in the world. She's not very good at wrestling at all. But really, one time on the ground here, and I think she's going to have a huge advantage on the mat. So I'm leaning for Demopolis here. I, I think as long as this hits the mat one, she should have a pretty good time here. This is a new Jeff Chalks that, that we're dealing with here, Dan. I am taking Demopolis as Look well. Look at all these dogs you got. I know. <laughs> I'm taking an underdog who is older and smaller and a worse striker. That is yeah. all of that is against what I stood for before, but I changed my ways. I'm a, but she, but I'm she did take down Jinyu Fry, who has like pretty good yep. takedown defense, and that alone is like okay. If she could take down Jinyu Fry and control her there, Jinyu Fry is much better than Maria Oliveira. Yeah, Oliveira, weak, weak grappler, horrendous strength of schedule. If you look at her resume, especially compared to Demopoulos, who's who's fought some really tough people. Yeah, Oliveira, not a very good resume. So, yep, I'm going dog again. Look at me. And I figured Demopolis has had to fight off bigger opponents back in her um, back in her dancing days than Maria Oliveira, right? <laughs> hey. More than likely, there's there are some creepy guys that she had to fight off. So, all right, um, let's move on, shall we? To bantamweights, men's again. We're just swapping women's with men bantam men's bantamweights. The whole one, two, three, four, five. The first six fights of the night are, is either a women's fight or a, a men's bantamweight fight. Crazy. All right, this one is Kevin Nati Vidad. Nati Vidad versus Ricky Tercios, Galaxy Brain. Um, all right, Natividad, Quicksand is the nickname. Nine and three, five knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out three times, so he's been finished by knockout in all of his losses. 0-2 in the UFC. Has not won a fight in over two years. July 2020 was his last win. He's been outstruck in the UFC by, UFC by 1.39 strikes per minute. Plus 125, the number on him. Pretty Ricky Tercios, 11-3, three knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out one time. 1-1 one one the UFC. He did lose his last fight after winning the tough championship over Brady He Stand. Brady He Stand. I got his last name right, first name wrong this time. 
look at me go. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tercios is was two and zero in Ultimate Fighter and the champion. He's fight at Featherweight was regional champ, all one in the Contender Series. So he won the Contender Series and then had to go to Tough after that. He that lost right? in Contender Series. Yeah, if I'm that's not what I said. Thinking. Yeah, he went on. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he lost to. He lost on the very first uh, fight on Contender Series, I think, ever. Uh, oh, I think he was wow. the first ever fight on Contender Series. Oh, who did you lose to? Do you remember? Boston Salmon. Boston Salmon, yes. I know the name. Um, Tercios, 1-0 in Bellator. Three inches taller than Natividad. An inch of reach on him. Striking stats in his favor. He's twice more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.25 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are also better than Natividad. Minus 145. I It's me again, yeah. I will be taking Pretty Ricky. Um, Natividad, once again, that, that site that I looked at, you can get awesome st- uh, stats at. Natividad spends most of his time striking from distance, yet he gets outstruck nonstop from distance. So it's probably not the best um, path to victory for him, and it hasn't been in the UFC so far. So I think Pretty Ricky's going to outstrike him. Definitely will be the better grappler than him. Um, and will get himself back in the win column. So give me Pretty Ricky. I kind of like the minus 145 number unless Gumby says something totally against what I just said. And then maybe I'll feel a little self-conscious about it. I'm going to tell you to feel self-conscious about it. Um, Cause I'm actually going to go dog for a third time in the first wow. four fights. We're I'm so gonna, not on the same page. Yeah. I'm going to take Kevin to Tivy dot here. And here's why um, I, I think a lot of people are writing off Kevin to Tivy dot because he lost his first two fights. Let, let's first of all, back it up a little bit on who he lost to. First of all, he lost the first one to miles Johns who we're about to talk about. I we think are. it's incredibly underrated. He's he's very good. He lost the second one to Botgarel Dana, who was in the yep. midst at, of the time on a pretty long win streak, right? He had beat Guido Canetti, beat Kevin Atividad, he beat Brandon Davis. And if you want to peel it back before then, one loss and then like another four or five wins. So he was like eight and one over that stretch. And since then, he's lost to Chris Gutierrez and Kyung Ho Kang. So like, you know, maybe not as strong as a loss as it looked like at the time. But a couple of dudes with massive power in their hands. Miles Johnson, Bakarel Dana both have big power. And as you mentioned, if you want to go back to his first loss too, which was in an LFA, he got knocked out in nine seconds. So his only losses have come with people with big, powerful strikes on the feet because he's impossible to take down. He's really, really, really difficult to take down. If you look at his fight with Miles Johns, I think he stuffed all seven of Miles Johns' takedowns. And, and that, first of all, that's incredible. Like, it, it's worth noting anybody who could stuff that many takedowns from Miles John clearly has some good wrestling defense. And I think people vastly overestimate Ricky Tercios's offensive grappling based on how good it looked on the Ultimate Fighter. Because at the end of the day, if you want to peel it back to the fights that weren't on the Ultimate Fighter or weren't against the guy on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, Brady Heastan, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. His grappling has looked terrible. He went 0-2 against Diamond Zahabi. He went 0-7 against Boston Salmon on the uh, Contender Series. And, and really, he didn't do that well wrestling with Brady Heastan either. He only went 2-4 in those, and he gave up six takedowns. So this guy who we've talked about being this great grappler has mostly just looked good grappling guys on the Ultimate Fighter. So I think here he's going to have to strike with Natividad. He's not a one-punch knockout kind of guy. And Natividad is. And while the stats clearly favor uh, Ricky Tercios in terms of offensive output on the striking, both of them are absorbing like five strikes a minute. So I think what happens here is either Ricky Tercios puts in the worst game plan ever like he did last time, or they slug it out. And if they slug it out, I'm going to take the slugger into Tivi Dodd. Great. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
Did I talk right. you well, off of a recommended play at least? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> I have to tomorrow to figure that out, right? Wink, wink. All right. Um, we are really differing with one another, but once again, another, I'll use the same transition as last time. One thing we aren't differing on is how amazing our World Cup contest is. We're brought to you by the SGPN World Cup free roll. It's World Cup time again. $250 cash and $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Be sure to check out all the World Cup content on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. If that's not enough, get in our merch store. Get some uh, MMA gambling podcast gear. That's our favorite stuff in there, in the Gumby God gear specifically. You can get all your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life, for anyone in your life. They don't have to be a degen. Plus, for now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use promo code Dallas Sucks. Gumby asked for that promo code to be used for some reason. So that's what it is. So at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, promo code D A L L A S S U C K S. All right. Um, what should we move on to now? How about another guy that we just talked about? Um, this is a very incestuous fight card. Everyone has already been with each other here. This is Miles Johns. We just spoke <laughs> about Bantamweights. Once again, like I said, Bantamweights. Vince Morales versus Miles Johns. Um, we will tell you about Vendetta Morales first. 11 to 6. Six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Three and four in the UFC. He's gone two and one over his last three and two and three over his last five. He did lose his last fight. He's fight at featherweight two and all in Bellator. All one in the contender series. We have a lot of contender series losers on this early portion of the card was a regional champ four inches of reach on John's more active landing strikes. He's barely been outstruck in the UFC. He's minus 0.09 strikes per minute. So pretty much a wash there. Plus 120 the number on him. Chapo John's 12 and two, four knockouts, two submissions. Knocked it once, submitted it once. So he's been finishing all of his losses. He's taking this a short notice, a couple weeks short notice. Thank you for Gumby for pointing that out to me. Um, three and two in the UFC. He's gone two and one over his last three. He did lose his last fight via submission. One and oh in the contender series. He was the LFA champ. He's fight at featherweight, four years younger than Morales. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by almost a strike a minute, uh, plus 0.95 to be exact. Grappling stats in his favor as well, minus 140. And it's you. Yeah. So as I talked about before, I like Miles' John's grappling, but even more than I like his grappling, I love the fact that he's got power in his hands. And really, I, I think those are two massive advantages he has over Vince Morales here. Vince Morales is only defending about 43% of his takedowns in the UFC. And and some of them are not even to particularly good wrestlers. Like he, he gave up three to Draco Rodriguez, who I don't personally think very much of his wrestling abilities. If you want to go back to his time on contender series, he got taken down and submitted by Domingo Pilarte. So like, yeah, I'm not really here believing Vince Morales as like a guy who can defend takedowns. And even if I did, I think he's got to stand and bang with uh, Miles Johns. And like, apart from maybe outpointing him, I think he's screwed because Miles Johns throws so hard. He's going to have a big advantage there. I think he's even better defensively striking. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm on side Miles Johns all day here. We are both on the same side here. Finally. Uh, yeah, finally. <laughs> Miles Johns. You, you would think he would have more knockouts. He only has four knockouts and 12 wins because he really does hit hard, uh, especially but, for a band but, but he's really he's really started to rely on his hands more. I, I think yeah. the reason that's true is if you like go back to his early fights, he, he really relied on just like laying on you and like, yeah. you know, like wearing you out. Because if you look at his fight on Contender Series, he fought Richie Santiago, who's a Northeast guy who I don't particularly think much about. He probably could have thought, 
uh, stood and banged with Richie for 15 minutes and probably knocked him out somewhere in there. But instead, he took him down three times. He basically rode out every single round there. He probably had 12 minutes of top control time. So, like, I, I think only recently has he changed to being like, let me knock out Kevin Natividad. Let me knock out Anderson Dos Santos. Yep. Nobody wants a guy lying on top of them for 15 minutes, even if they have dreamy eyes. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, hey. I'll take Miles Jones. <laughs> Um, Morales again, he's one of those guys who strikes from distance, yet gets outstruck. <laughs> so it's once again not not a good path to victory for him. And John's cracks and he's a better wrestler. So pretty much we we said uh it needs to be said there. Do you like that line at least, minus one forty? I do like that line quite a okay. bit. Uh we'll I, I like that one much. Negative negative one forty. I think that's been trending up too. Like he he got posted pretty close to even on the short notice yeah. bit. So by the time you're hearing this. He, that might keep moving, so so jump on it early if you like Especially it. Especially after now, now we're both in on it. It's definitely going to move. We we move lines around here. All right, back to the women. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag we move lines. Moving lines. <laughs> Women's flyweight again. Uh, Jennifer Maya versus Mar- Marina Morose, or is it Marna? Marina. I, I I've heard it, I've heard her called Marna in other places though, so I wanted to check. Okay, I thought it was Marina. That's what I've been calling her. Inside jokes are so much fun. All right, Jennifer Maya, nineteen nine and one. Four knockouts, five submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted once. Four and five in the UFC. She's lost two straight and only won one of her last four. She's missed weight twice at flyweight before. She was four and two in Invicta and the champion there. Used to fight at Bantamweight. 2009 was her pro MMA debut. She's also 3-0 as a pro boxer. She's been outstruck over her UFC career by 0.63 strikes per minute. Plus 150 the number on her. Marina, Iron Lady, Moroz. Uh, the pride of the Ukraine, 11 and three, one knockout, six submission, never been finished in a fight, six and three in the UFC. She won three straight fights, won her last one via submission, used to fight down at straw weight, three inches height, three inches of reach, three years younger than Maya. Uh, more active landing strikes. She's barely outstruck her UFC opponents, but she technically has. It's a 0.06 strikes per minute, minus 185, the number on Moroz. I will be taking the Iron Lady Marina Moroz after. I picked against her last fight, and boy, did I regret doing that. Um, yeah, if she can grapple like she did again, I, it was against Maria Agapova, uh, mind you, but if she can grapple and wrestle like that to go along with uh, her striking game, well, um, look out. So uh, these are two fighters going in opposite directions. So I will take Moroz, who's on her way up uh, over Maya, who is on her way down. Totally agree. And I would say too, not only this can be a short analysis here, because not only do do I agree with you that if she can grapple and put that with their striking, she's really dangerous. She's on her way up. But also, I'll just say if she can defensively grapple like that against Jennifer Maya, she's going to have a massive advantage on the feet. So we're just going to see her, you know, ripping all the time to the head as much as she wants and stuffing takedowns. It'll be a one sided affair. And I I'll say this. what What did you give for a line here? Um, Minus one eighty five for the lady. Nice line there on her too. Oh, there we go. Another another uh, hint for tomorrow. So we shall see. Um, all right, main event. We almost made it through the episode. Nothing horrible has happened yet. So let's see if let's power through. Main event: flyweights, which is always fun. Charles Johnson versus Zalgus Zumagulov. Double Z Zako. So his nickname is a Z also. Zalgus Zako Zumagulov. Do Do you know Do you know you're saying it wrong? Would, would yeah. that help if I told you that? <laughs> really? I'm saying it's, Shaco wrong? It's, it's Shulgis oh, Shumagulov. It's what? Shumagulov. Shulgis Shumagulov. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it's a CH. So it's Shaco. Shulgis yeah, Shaco Shumagulov. It's probably Shaco, yeah. Shaco wave. Uh, he's 14 to 7. <laughs> once again, with the jokes. 14 to 7. 
Seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice. One and four in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights. Was the FNG champion before this. Uh, fight next global. Uh, used to fight up at Bantamweight. He's five times more active landing strikes than Johnson, but that's based off of one fight for Johnson. Um, he's been outstruck by his UFC opponents by 0.72 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor, but small sample size again, plus 135. Johnson, energy. Oh, yeah, I remember this nickname. It's horrible. It's inner, <laughs> I-N-N-E-R, and then a G at the end of it. You talked to him about this too, didn't you? He, he's kind of a little, I'm not going to say he's a full galaxy brain, but he's kind of a little <laughs> galaxy brain. This yep. is a big galaxy brain card. The it is a very tri- big. Triple, triple galaxy brain. Oh, there's a title, Triple Galaxy Brain. All right, we're set. Okay, let me tell you about energy. 11-3, five knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. Oh, won the UFC. He lost his short notice debut to Mohamed Mokayev. Right? I got the right Mohamed this time, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> he was the one I was messing up last time. Anywho, imagine me messing things up. Uh, that was his only loss over his last five fights. He was 4-0 and heading into that. He was the LFA champ. He used to fight a bantamweight. He's five inches taller than Shumagulov. Four inches of reach on him. Three years younger. Striking stats are in his favor, but we're talking about one fight. He he exactly hit Mokayev as many times as Mokayev hit him. So his striking differential is uh, 0.0. Minus 160 on Johnson. It's you. Yes, it's you. Yeah, I'm going to take Charles Johnson here. I I think his wrestling and all-around game can just carry him through this one. I will also say, if you're looking for a guy who you want to point out has really good strength of schedule, you know, to get to the UFC, he knocked out Carlos Moda, knocked him out after going toe-to-toe with him in the grappling department. His three losses, get this, are to Mohamed Mokayev, uh, Brandon Royval, and do you know Sean Shorty Rock Santanella? Uh, I know I know the nickname. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, he, I remember Shorty like, Rock. Yeah, he's like one of the, he's like maybe the best flyweight who never got signed to the UFC. Um, you know, his overall record is like 23 and 9, and he's been fighting in like Brave and CFFC, and he's beaten like tons of guys who've made it to the UFC, and he's fought like tons of dudes who've gone to the UFC, like He's just like a, a legit legend of uh, that area. He's like from Philadelphia or something like that. But anyway, those are Johnson's only three losses. Really good dudes. He also beat Yuma Horuchi, who was on road to the UFC recently, um, and who I know I've spoken about in his LFA career. So I, I love the strengths of schedule for Johnson. I think he's got more ways to win this. I think he could probably take Shumagulov down enough that he should win the fight in that range if he wants to. Um, Shumagulov's only defending about 50% of his takedowns um, got taken down really easily by Amir Albazi. Um and, and like, you know, in general, like it's not like Shumagulov has been looking really good on the feed either. You know, Manel Cap, Amir Albazi, Raulian Paiva, Jeff Molina all kind of pieced him up when they wanted to. So yeah, g- give me Charles Johnson on this one. Yes. Same with me, Charles Johnson, um, better fighter plus bigger and younger. Um, I, I can, I can never, that's like catnip to me. I can never, uh, hardly ever pass on that. So I'm picking Johnson's, which pro- probably would spell the end of Chumagulov. So he would be one in five. Then he would end his UFC career with less wins than he has wives. What do you think of oh, that joke? Jeez. Ouch. <laughs> he, he has two wives. Everywhere. I know. Two you, and you, six children. You, you mentioned that <laughs> last time, I'm, but, but oh, less losses yes. than he has children, but less wins than yes. he has wives. Correct. Both. Both. All right. Um, so there Which you go. We, that's true of us, too. We have yes. less wins than we have wives and, and less losses than we have wives. Wow. Maybe we're all, 
we're all a little Zhalgas Chaka Shumogulov. <laughs> we all have a little triple Z's inside us, apparently. So anyhow, uh, he, he's inside enough, apparently. So that, that's enough of this <laughs> talk. This fight, it's done. It's gotten really R-rated, maybe even X-rated. So let's get out of here. Uh, we were getting your ear holes quite dirty. Um, thanks for listening. We had a blast getting this into your ear holes, let me tell you. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, if all goes well. Uh, to talk about the main card, five fight main card, headlined by a big heavyweight fight. We got a couple heavyweight fights, so it'll be lots of chunky guy talk tomorrow. Uh, until then, like, like I said, the Discord is the place to be. Uh, a fun hang. Um, Twitter, SGPN MMA. I think Twitter still exists at this point. Gumby runs that account. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. Gumby is at Gumby Vreeland. You read all our writing at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can read my MMA writing and enter my free pick'em contest at moneymma.substack.com. So subscribe to that. Um, and oh, Top Turtle! I told you about Top Turtle. Gumby has Brady He's Brady He Stand and Jack Della Madalena on this week, and it's a good listen. Let me tell you. Um, is that is that it? Is that enough? I think we got it all. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I will remain Shorty Rock Jeff Fox. He will remain. Hmm, what should you be? Lil Monster, Daniel Vreeland, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.